Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. I often share that I take inspiration from real life for my shows, and this one comes from a recent night out with the gals. We were, you know, and as single women do, as you may have seen in TV shows and movies, yes, we do sit around and gab about our dates and our sex lives. So one friend shared that once she and a partner decided they were going to go back to her place and have sex, that he just kind of went like straight for it. He was just ready for intercourse. And she was just like, hey, wait, no, 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 no. Ow. He ended up getting the nickname of uh, SWAT team because he was trying to, you know, go on like a battering ram on the door. Uh, but the thing was, she wasn't, she wasn't ready. Like, yeah, she was turned on. She even said like, yeah, she was wet, but like, she was just not ready. She wanted to have some foreplay and he didn't really understand why she didn't want to just go for it. So let's talk about some of the many reasons why foreplay is important, but then let's also do a quick refresher on some forms of foreplay. This isn't just a show for the single and dating. This is also for anybody who's in a partnered sexual situation. Doesn't matter your gender or orientation. I'm going to be talking about a lot of different stuff today. Now, one important thing to note, if one of the partners is a vagina owner, well, actually both, one or both partners is a vagina owner, it takes women a lot longer to climax than it does men. It's about 10 to 20 minutes for women, and it's about 7 to 14 minutes for men. It's the last statistic I read. That's quite a bit of a difference. So, again, if this is in a hetero-paired situation, it takes a while longer for females. So, foreplay can help them become more aroused before you get to the penetrative sex part so that at least if you don't orgasm together, you can orgasm pretty closely together. Although I am a really big fan of the book, She Comes First. So hopefully she's actually already had an orgasm before there's some penetrative sex. So anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that book here in just a minute. So again, to overcome that difference in time, it takes for climax between men and women. It's essential that a vagina owner has some foreplay before there's anything that's uh, like penis and vagina intercourse. Let's talk a little bit about reciprocity. You know, the, the receiving, the giving. I see both sides. You know, on the one hand, I've talked to people who are really upset because their their male partner wants to get oral sex, but he doesn't want to give oral sex. I've had female partners who just really, really don't want to get something, but they're willing to give something. So, and like here, it's all about consent. So it's messy. The whole reciprocity thing is messy. But so here's my thoughts. Okay. So long as someone's not demanding of receiving something like a man that wants oral sex and his partner just really wants oral sex too, but you know, he doesn't want to give it. 
like if you're demanding it but you won't give it, I think that's wrong. If you're really wanting to ask your partner for something like oral sex, but you don't want to give it, it's one thing to ask for it and say, but you know I'm not really comfortable with giving it. Like you and your partner have got to come to terms on that together. Hey, if you all can find other ways to, to give each other stimulation that, again, this is just all about giving pleasure, giving and receiving pleasure. If your partner likes to get oral sex and you're not really into giving it, okay, maybe you can find some sort of a substitution, like a toy. I just think toys are always the solution. In fact, we'll talk a little bit more about toys here in a second. I don't think that there should ever be any lines crossed when it comes to consent. So again, the whole reciprocity thing is, yes, you should give and you should receive like an equal measure. That's just how I think that the best, most fulfilling sexual relationships are. But I also understand people having their own personal limits, their own personal likes and dislikes. I would advise it as long as you're not not doing something, like if you don't want to give a blowjob because you've had someone just really not be caring for you. Like maybe they were just too rough with you when you were giving one. Uh, someone had a bad odor and you, you know, you kind of sometimes you remember that when you're giving one now. I would encourage you to try to work past any bad issues in the past and simply be in the moment with your partner and, and try something out. Especially if you know that it's something that's pleasurable for your partner. If you really find that it is something that you just cannot get down with, it is not for you, you are not all about it, okay, I don't ever want someone to do something for their partner just because their partner wants it. I want everyone to be doing things because they want to do them too. And I'm sure it'll be a much more pleasurable experience. It absolutely will be a much more pleasurable experience for your partner when they know that you want to do those things. Not that you're just doing them out of a sense of obligation or because they asked you to or told you to. Again, there should never be any telling your partner unless it's like that, you know, in the moment dynamic. That's different. Um, or again, unless you're into some, you know, some domination and submission. That's cool too. No judgment. But you get what I'm saying. Consent, you know, ask permission. There's ways to make consent sexy in the moment. Things like, would you do this for me? I love it when you did this. Can you do that again? You're the best at that. Can you do that for me? Find ways to make consent sexy in the moment so that there can be that reciprocity, that giving and receiving of pleasure. Foreplay also helps you get in the moment and connect with your partner. By taking some time to just ease into any sort of like penetrative intercourse, I don't like just saying sex because to me, like sex encompasses so many things. So sorry if I sound too clinical by saying penetrative intercourse, but that's, you know, again, trying to also be cognizant of, uh, this can be for non-hetero couples that could be listening. I'm trying to make sure I'm covering all my bases here for gender expression, sexual orientation, all the stuff. So please bear with me as I try to be as neutral in my language as I possibly can here. But again, back to um, foreplay connecting you to your partner. A lot of us get in our heads. And if we've not taken the time to actually just de-stress or become more present in the moment, we're going to let our minds wander. So foreplay is a really great way to allow our, our bodies to relax, our muscles to relax, let the blood flow get going, you know, change up your breathing. 
you can do a little bit of mindfulness exercises in the beginning there, just some like breathing and connecting with your partner, do some eye gazing, things like that while you're um, doing foreplay. Watching your partner while they're giving you oral sex is incredibly connecting. That eye contact does not matter what, again, what, what you own and what your partner has. Oral sex is great. And again, just look at them while you're doing it. That'll pull you into the moment. But really getting connected to just that situation that's going on, what is happening right then and there can allow you to just let go of the day, forget what you've got going on, get out of your head, get present, be in the moment. Part of my conversation and talking about this podcast uh, with a, a friend, she was like, you know, every movie has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So why would you skip the beginning? I was like, you know what? That is an absolutely valid point. I'm totally going to steal that from you for my podcast today. Four plays just the beginning. If you skip the beginning, you're missing the entire setup for the rest of the event. I get it. Quickies, quickies happen. They have their time and their place. The majority of the time, there should be some foreplay involved in your intimate playtime. So let's do some review of the types of foreplay out there. So I tried running this by a few friends. So I was like, I hope I'm being pretty comprehensive here. I'm really just trying to cover all my bases. So let's let's see what I got here. Um, first off, let's start with talking about kissing. Kissing really, I don't know, to me, that's the best part. A couple of my friends even said they agree with that, that kissing is the best part. Don't just peck a little bit and then start kissing on the neck and then start kissing the body. I mean, like that's a good progression, but start off slow. Don't skip the makeout session. I don't care how long you've been together. Whether you've been together like two weeks or two years or 20 years, make out. Making out is one of the best forms of foreplay. Plus, a makeout session doesn't have to happen right before sex, right before intercourse. You can, you know, make out uh, the Uber ride or the cab ride on the way home. You can, you know, sneak away if you're out and about. Um, you know, turn a corner and, and make out real quick like your teenagers. Uh, you know, make out in the garage when you park the car at home before you uh, go inside together. I don't know. Just find time to make out. Just enjoy kissing and touching. And then uh, when you are actually in that moment of like no clothes, start kissing all over the body. Don't just stick to like the, the mouth and the neck and the genitals. Try, try like, um, oh gosh, some of... Some of my friends have shared like um, their elbows, like the crook of their elbows, um, you know, the small of their back or like the um, right between their shoulder blades can be really um, a good erogenous zone. Um, like the, the abdomen, you know, kind of like as it starts to go down past your waistline for both genders is often a great erogenous zone to kiss. Um, you know, don't just kiss the genitals themselves, kiss all around that area. Um, in front, side, back, all of it. Uh, back of the knees can be good for a lot of people too. And some people do love having their toes sucked. So don't miss out on that one. So kiss, kiss, just kiss all over. Kiss all over. And kiss all the time. Kiss hello, kiss goodbye. Every day when you can. Licking is also a good part of it too. You can kiss and lick everywhere when you're, when you're exploring erogenous zones. All right, another thing, let's see here. Oh, use your hands. Um, I mean, obviously we're talking about hand jobs um, and fingering, but beyond that, let's start off talking about like just 
touching your partner, just touching them softly or grabbing them hard in certain parts. Um, Start exploring touch and different ways, different pressures, Um, you know, like using the back of your hand, using like your your palm versus your fingertips, Uh, using your your nails, kind of like gently like raking them, not just like scratching or digging in, but just uh, using it to lightly tickle um, or, or scratch their scalp, give a head massage. Uh, speaking of like massages, a body massage, a full-on body massage before you start kissing everywhere or while you're kissing everywhere can be incredibly amazing and intense. Get that massage oil out. Now, when it comes to fingering anything like a vulva, going past the vulva into the vagina or fingering an anus, please do make sure your fingers, fingernails, hands are clean. Do be conscientious of if you've been using any form of like body oils or um, essential oils too, or if you've been touching any food before putting your hands inside of somebody, just wash your hands. Um, But yeah, hand jobs are great on a penis. Using your fingers to stimulate a clitoris is great. If you're not very well versed in the latter there. There's a wonderful website I've talked about before called omgyes.com. If your partner is a vulva owner or if you're a vulva owner and you're wanting to learn more about your body or wanting to learn more about your partner's bodies, go to omgs.com and you can watch educational videos, uh, have, see real life interviews with vulva and vagina owners. And they're talking about all the ways that they enjoy stimulating themselves again it is from an educational perspective but it is graphic it is adult content 18 and over uh was with the kinsey institute which is at indiana university and they do sex research so again this is not just porn this is genuinely educational promise you that trust this little certified sex coach here i wouldn't lead you astray there do not underestimate the power of a good hand job though for real um, if you are also not sure about how to give a good hand job, you can literally go to YouTube and figure out how to give a hand job. Um, there are heteronormative ones. There are um, same-sex ones. There's all sorts of videos on there from sexuality educators. I myself right now do not have any videos like this, but maybe one day once I get my Patreon going, I will have some educational videos showing this. But um, when it comes to giving a hand job, I mean, God, I could make an entire episode about that. So I don't want to get into the weeds here, but, um, when it comes to it, I think you really just need to talk to your partner because every penis is different. Every penis owner likes something different. So the best way to find out how they like it is to ask them. Same with how to you know, stimulate a clitoris. The best way to find out how they like it is to ask them, you know what you can do? You can do some mutual masturbation. That's a great part of foreplay. And especially for either new partners or partners who have been feeling really disconnected with their partner sexually, you can use mutual masturbation to learn about each other's bodies. It's really, really hot. Uh, I usually recommend that you lay um, like head to feet, like facing each other, not like, you know, side by side, like you're normally sleeping. Like one of you flip around, you know, head at the foot of the bed. That way you can make eye contact and you can actually really see each other's genitals a lot better and see what you're doing um, with, you know, your own, you're watching your partner's own hands as they stimulate themselves. 
This could also be a really good substitute for intercourse. Like if one of the partners has an injury or just had surgery or things like that. Um, or again, just one of you is really tired and is not feeling it or you know, you've had a baby and you just can't have sex. Mutual masturbation is a lot of fun, but it can also then just start off that way and then it can turn into sex. But as you're watching each other stimulate yourselves, it's a way for your partner to see like, oh, okay, so she likes to like pull the hood back and stimulate after a while, not right away. She had to get warmed up first. Okay, now I understand that about her. Uh, and then like, again, you're watching him with his penis. And again, I'm not trying to make this too much like, doesn't matter who's watching but the penis owner can just doesn't matter who's watching but the one that's got the penis mm, I like that anyway so and so on and so forth with watching the other partner you get what I'm saying you just gotta and you can ask questions and like hey I just noticed that you suddenly started stroking your cock a lot harder is that once you're warmed up you really like to just you know do that for a second like teach me how you like to do that Show me how you like being touched there. Yeah. See how you just transition that into, uh, like, show me. Hmm. Maybe it's because I'm a Missouri girl, so I always like to be shown things. Anyway, toys. Let's talk a little bit more about toys. Toys can also help close the time for orgasm between male and female partners. Again, if we are in a hetero situation here. But let's talk about um, toys, about whether they are internal or external because there's both these days and there's toys for men and women cis and trans like everybody's got toys these days love it there's so many wonderful toy manufacturers out there there's of course you know pure romance you can do the parties there's stores you can go to there's websites you can find there's so many choices out there and it doesn't matter what you own or what your partner has there's toys out there for you. Um, but again, let's say like internal versus external. Um, that can be really important. Some partners don't want to have anything that's internal. They just want external stimulation. Talk about your toy choices together and find things that you both enjoy. One point of contention I will point out, and this has been discussed on previous shows, is when penis owners have a problem with their female partners having a toy, especially one that is phallic shaped. <sighs> Look, gentlemen, you have nothing to be intimidated about with a phallic shaped toy, okay? I mean, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to have a shape like a cucumber or a banana? I mean, I don't understand. If your partner likes penis, why wouldn't you want her to have a, a you know, somewhat penis-shaped toy? And it doesn't have to be the realistic phallus where it's like molded after a porn star's penis or something like that. Um, but just understand that if your partner enjoys having like a fullness inside of their vagina while they're having stimulation, then like it's just, it's just a sensation. It's just something that helps create pleasure. I've had clients who say that they hide their dildos because their husbands hate them so much. And that's just, that's just silly, fellas. There's no need to feel like you're either being replaced or she likes it better. Like, just don't worry about all those things. The only reason that 
A toy makes a woman orgasm faster because of the vibration usually. Um, you know, it could be just a dildo that's vibrationless. But most of the time women turn to vibration because it takes us so long. Do you really think that we want to be laying there or sitting up or whatever position we're in masturbating for 20 minutes? No. We've got things to do. That hurts our wrists. That hurts our back. Like we are fucking done by that point. Okay, we want it to be over <laughs> unless we're in a partner situation. When you're just doing your own thing, trying to close your eyes, coming up with your own fantasy during masturbation, like 10 to 20 minutes is too goddamn long. So, fellas, we enjoy toys because it shortens that amount of time. All right? So don't be intimidated by a toy. But beyond that, again, not every vulva owner wants to have internal stimulation. Plenty of them just want to have external. So there's so many cool toys. There's bullets. There's, oh gosh, my friend just showed me this really neat one. That's sort of a, um, it's sort of like, think of it like a stingray shape, you know, so it's like wide and flat, but comes to a point ish. I mean, not like a point point, but you can like wear it inside of your underwear. It just kind of like lays over the front, like your, your, um, your clitoris and your, you know, your pubic mound. She just doesn't want internal stimulation. So she's found something that works for her and she can like have it on and have, uh, you know, just move her underwear to the side and her and her partner can still have intercourse. And he's reported back to her that he really enjoys that feeling of the vibration as well. So, you know, it helps her orgasm faster. Now there are a lot of really great male toys out there. There's obviously more female oriented toys or, or vagina owner toys and there are penis owner toys but there's cock rings there's vibrating cock rings there's also things like um hot octopus has this toy uh you just set it over the penis it's completely hands-free you turn it on and it um, it's reported to help men orgasm in two minutes or less that might not necessarily be something that you want to use in a partner situation unless you find that you're having challenges achieving orgasm. You're having delayed ejaculation. But hey, for those partners out there who are like, you know what, we've had a great time. We've been going for a while. I am having trouble getting to that point. Let's get this toy out. Like, no shame. A lot of these toys are also really, really good for people that are differently abled or have an injury. If you have some questions about toys or anything specific, you can send me a DM, shoot me an email. Got my information at the end of the show. I'll leave you with two, well, one last thing really. Uh, there's books you should check out if you don't really feel comfortable with certain types of foreplay, especially uh, genital simulation foreplay. So if, you're, if your partner owns a vulva or a vagina, you need to read She Comes First. It's all about oral sex, treating the clitoris right. If your partner is a penis owner, you should get the book Tickle His Pickle. It's all about hand jobs and oral sex and how to make sure you treat his dick right. So maybe next time my show will be about aftercare. We've talked about the beginning of the movie. I talk plenty about the middle all the time. So... I'll talk about the ending next time, I guess. So look for look for uh, something about aftercare coming up in a in an upcoming episode. I think I've ranted on long enough. 
I hope you all totally are on board with foreplay and you're absolutely going to make sure that every time you get into a sexual situation, you do foreplay. Again, no, quickies have their time and place. Um, but add the foreplay back in. Doesn't matter if you're new partners or very experienced partners together, especially if you feel like things have been lackluster, get back into the foreplay. Try two of the things that I mentioned for the next 30 days. See what happens to your love life. I wish you all the best. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the dirty bird. If you want more content about sex and relationships, you can support said content like my work with this podcast and other forms of media by visiting listener support with anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M Kusa. Until next time.